to share with you what are we reading right now. And if you'd like to, to join along, uh, just reach out to us and tell us if you're reading it as well. Human Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Seema Desai, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Dinesh Milwani. We're a dentist and attorney duo and are both certified coaches who specialize in performance and success coaching. In the Happy and Human Podcast, we dive into the philosophies, strategies, and tools that help us live happier, healthier, or productive lives that lead to our highest successes, all while creating a deep sense of fulfillment and joy. Welcome to our show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy and Human podcast. We're so glad you're here. I am here with my fantastic co-host, Dr. Seema Desai. Hey, Seema. What's up? Hello. How's it going? It is going really well. And we are cruising, huh? We're, We're cruising. I think, what is this? Almost, almost episode 24, right? Yeah. 24 weeks of the Happy and Human podcast. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? I love it. Yes. So today we want to share a couple of books that we're reading and we've sort of hinted at a book club and what we decided is to do an episode like this, you know, once a quarter or something like that to share with you what are we reading right now. And if you'd like to to join along, uh just reach out to us and tell us if you're reading it as well and we can chat about the books that we're reading. I think that reading is such a important habit to have. It it one is an easy habit to have. And two, it allows you to expose yourself to different perspectives. And otherwise, if, you're, if there's no input, if there's no learning, if there's nothing new coming in your mind, you run the risk of sort of living in an echo chamber and sort of living in one little village without being exposed to other ideas. Yeah. And a couple of things you know, to add to that is I recognize that everybody is a reader, learning of any kind, whether that's listening to podcasts or books on tape, Audible, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Getting the information from these authors, not only learning, but you don't want to be that person that like buys a bunch of books or mm -hmm. has them on the Kindle or on Audible and then it just sits there. Actually apply what you're, mm -hmm. what you're learning. My point is choosing books that are going to help you design your life to help you, you know, make those decisions to help you choose books that are going to teach you how to be the person you want to be and achieve the goals you want to achieve. For the parents in the crowd, you know, our kids are always watching. They're learning what we do. And I think that by having a reading habit shows my kids the importance of reading and also helps to instill a reading habit into them. Mm -hmm. And we're at the point now where Jay is reading my books. Uh, there's a book that he's reading that was given to me as a gift. So it's just, it's just something great that we can, we can all bond over. So yeah. let's get into it. We'll, we'll share two books, one that I'm reading one that Seema's reading. And I'll go first. Is that okay, Seema? I guess that's all right. All right. <laughs> go all right. for it. So before I share my book, the one that I'm currently reading, I, I want to give a little bit of context. And you know, I, I don't know, I was probably made this way for some one reason or another. I've always been hyper-conscious of our time, of how we spend our time, how we use our time. And you know, we've all heard it, that time is our most precious resource, more than money. 
and I don't know, maybe it's because I've been an attorney for 20 some years and I've been measuring my time by the billable hour and clocking it in six minute increments. And I'm really hyper focused on how I spend my time. So as a result, I try to do high leverage activities. And what do I mean by that? Right. I try to invest my time into things that give a good return on investment and can compound pretty readily. Yeah. And one of those areas that, you know, where a little bit of effort, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of focus can pay a lot of dividends and can compound at insane amounts is sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, we spend one third of our lives on average sleeping. So let's say the average human being lives, what, 70, 79 years. That's 29 years. We're in bed about 290,000 days of the 700,000 days and 1,300 weeks of, uh, of the 4,000 weeks that we live. So, and not only is sleep such a big part of our lives, like a third of our life, right? It's one of those things that also has an immense impact on the other parts of our lives, the other yes. two thirds, right? Of yes. our lives, right? Yes. And I'll share lack of sleep has been linked to disease, lack of concentration, reduced, health issues. Yeah. Reduced comprehension, memory, mood, right? And the author of the book that I'm reading has a really interesting quote that I'll share. He says, human beings are the only species that deliberately deprive themselves of sleep for no apparent gain. Right? Think about that. And the author goes on to say, many people walk through their lives in an underslept state, not realizing it. Mm -hmm. So the book that I'm reading, and I'll hold it up for Seema to see, at one point we'll get a YouTube channel. <gasps> I and love these, that book. Yeah. And these videos will be out there. It's by Matthew Walker. It's Why We Sleep. Yes. And you know, you could pick this book up anywhere. Matthew Walker's got a TED talk. It's called Sleep is Your Superpower. He's got a masterclass, like you know, masterclass.com. Lots of podcast interviews. He's been on the Joe Rogan podcast, the Tim Ferriss podcast, got his own newsletter, his own podcast. So you can find him anywhere. I'll share a couple of things. I'm still reading this book. I'm about, you know, maybe a sixth of the way through. He shared that if you wake up in the morning and by 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, you feel that you could just go back to bed. That might be a, you know, non-scientific way of recognizing that you're sleep deprived, right? And see, yes. it sounds like you've read the book. Have you read it? I have read it. It is on my bookshelf right behind me. You oh, can't wow. see it. I loved the book. Loved it for so many reasons. Yeah. So such a good reasons. book. Such a good it, book. It is. It is. I think, you know, I will say, at least for me, I had to be very careful not to go too crazy with it because it's mm -hmm. like, um, they're, they're just meant as guideposts. Like the things Dr. Walker speaks about are meant to be kept in mind, mm -hmm. but you can't, you know, you can't allow yourself to become so rigid and fixated on what it is that he's saying to the point, like, for example, he talks about the effects of alcohol and right. sleep and the timing of the alcohol mm. when you consume it. And, and for me, I don't drink that often, but when I do, it's typically with dinner. Mm -hmm. And I went for a while just sort of feeling like, oh no, I can't have, I can't have my wine because, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And eventually I was like, you know what? once here and there is not going to to ruin me for life but it it forever changed how i viewed sleep yeah. and how i valued sleep it's a fantastic and i've heard that from from lots of people who have read the book and and there's a quote in here that that he shares that i think is super relevant to our show and what we're all about and that is the best bridge between despair and hope is a good night's sleep yes right i'll read it again the best bridge between despair and hope is a good night's sleep and if you think about that, 
if your day is not going well and you know you just feel like it's all in the dumps the first thing to do is to not um take action or make decisions or change your path just go to bed right just go to bed get a good night's rest sleep on it and i bet you more often than not you'll have a different perspective in the absolutely morning. it's you know there are influencers i like to call them the influencers there's the emotional, the social, mm. the I thought you were spiritual. talking about me. No, you're absolutely an influencer. <laughs> 100%. Physical health is an influencer. It's something yeah. that affects how we see things. It affects not only the types of decisions we make, but how we make those decisions. In the previous episode, we talked about responding versus reacting. And this is a great way. Sleep is a great way to be able to respond instead of react. I'm not saying yeah. to things go poorly at you know 11 in the afternoon boom go take a nap mm-hmm. i mean if you're exhausted for sure and, and if you have the liberty to do so maybe a nap is is warranted but taking a beat and resting and sleeping will clear um i forget the protein mm. the amyloid protein or something that adenosine is adenosine right that's yeah. in, in the brain yeah and it will help you think clearly it will help you see options that you wouldn't have seen before consider other perspectives that you might not have. Yeah. It's critical. Sleep is critical to performance, to health, to all sorts of things. I'm a little fuddy-duddy when it comes to sleep in that for New Year's, I I don't like staying up till like two in the morning and drinking and partying. I would rather go to bed early and wake up fresh on on New Year's Day. It's just just the thing, but nothing against partying. I love partying. I did a lot of partying um, (laughs) in my Florida days. But I kind of, I kind of like sleep now. And yeah, there I said it. I'm not ashamed of it. I like I sleep. I know, I know. My, I used to make fun of my mother in law because nine thirty rolls around every night, and she's like, okay, yeah. you know, like I'm. She has a routine, and she's like, ten o'clock. She's in bed. We all used to make fun of her when my sisters in law and, and Manish were in college. But now we're all slowly like, yeah, it's ten o'clock. We should go to bed. <laughs> yeah, and you know, one thing I'll, I'll share is like we talk about sleep, and there's all this stuff in social media and popular culture about hacks and things like that, it can get quite exhausting. But I think there's a, a measured way to to try different things, right? And sort of see what works for you. And maybe one or two tips like Seema was saying works for you. Maybe they don't. Maybe drinking hot water in the morning works for you. Maybe it doesn't. But you know, trying these along your path will lead to something that resonates with you. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it's a super good book. It's like 20 years of sleep education distilled down into four or five hours of reading. Yeah. It was recommended to me by a friend and a colleague. And while I was in Florida, I saw it in a used bookstore for five bucks. So I picked it up. It's one of those high return on investment activities for five bucks. I'm getting getting a lot out of it. So that's what I'm reading right now. What about you, Seema? I am reading The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. Yeah. Um, It's awesome. And it has forever changed how I think about not only gathering like parties, yeah. but gatherings like meetings, mm. gatherings like even right now, you and I are gathering, right? Yeah. We're coming together. And she talks about how we meet and why it matters. And I just thought it was such a transformational book. It's a transformative book, rather. You know, she talks about how to create an effective gathering. We run meetings, we have conversations, even maybe we're doing big things like our gala, our Bretham Gala in Austin is coming up in September. And I'm so grateful that this book, I read it as we look to plan, as we look to craft, like it helps you think about being purposeful 
with why you're gathering. And it's almost like one of these things where once you get the big central boulder or anchor in place, all the stress of these other decisions kind of falls away, right? It mm -hmm. makes it very clear then, well, if I want the experience to be A, B, C, then I'm not going to invite these people over here because that's not what resonates with them or that's not who I feel will benefit. Mm -hmm. It informs your guest list. It informs your food choice, whether you eat or you don't eat, whether you, uh, what kind of food you have, whether you serve alcohol or not, what kind mm -hmm. of music you play, the time of day. All of these things are things that you start considering when you look to create a gathering on an everyday application of this. You know, I was doing a workshop a few weeks ago and I used it to inform who it was that I extended the invitation to, the type of music I played, whether mm. or not the venue. Yeah. And, and, you know, I went and I actually, I, I hosted the workshop at a neighbor of mine, her photography studio. You know, she and I kind of worked together to make sure that, you know, the couches had throw pillows mm. on them and there's a soft rug for people to be able to, to sit and be yeah. barefoot. I brought in yoga mats and, you know, I, I lit a candle and you know, things like that to help really help people center and be there. But even more so than like most people don't lead workshops, mm. think about your meetings. Yeah. Right. Think about, I, I don't know how many times when I lead and I facilitate workshops for, the medical leaders at the at the local hospital here, it's astounding to me how many of them say, oh my gosh, we have these interdepartmental meetings or these meetings where we're supposed to make these decisions at lunchtime. And it always, I hate these meetings. I hate how they, you know, they drag on. They seem so pointless. I really don't like showing up. And then the idea that like you're asking people to make these decisions on a on an empty stomach. Mm. You're hungry, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you're not serving food. It's, it's amazing to me how many leaders I have coached to say, you know what? I think I'm going to move that or I'm wow. going to see if I can, you know, maybe the docs in my group are going to take turns sponsoring the lunch, like, mm. you know, yeah. whatever it may be, right? But these simple things about how we gather and why it matters can yeah. greatly impact the outcomes that we want. Wow. Or yes. don't want. Sounds like a great book. Sounds sounds like a lot of being intentional about what you're creating and as whether it's a safe space or a fun space and really being considerate of the goal that you're trying to accomplish and the people, the audience there. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. you have her Priya's newsletter that you get weekly. Yeah. I think she's great. Priya yeah. Parker, right? Is the Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I, I think we think the world of Priya Parker. And if you happen to know her, ask her if she'd like to come on the podcast. We'd love to to get her on here and uh, and have a conversation with her. I would love that. I think she's phenomenal. She's done all sorts of things for like advising for the UN, and she's yeah. she's done some really really high level gatherings for yeah. world leaders who are truly making decisions. I, I would just love to meet her. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's, that sounds good. Like, was that a book that was recommended to you or how did you find it? So I went to the Texas coaching conference back in April and I led a, I led some yoga for the coaches in the morning. Several of the coaches were like, you should host a retreat. Mm. And my response immediately, my brain did what it was supposed to do. And yeah. ah, that's unfamiliar. I don't know how to do that. I've never done that. I've never, ah, not me. I'm not good enough. I'm going to mess it up. And one of them said, listen, 
you know, she coached me through it. But one of the resources that she gave me was, why don't you read this book? And it was so amazing. I'm so grateful that she recommended it. And honestly, I think I'm blanking on even the coach who recommended it. So if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I can't remember who it was because there were so many amazing people at this conference. But it was recommended to me to help me get confidence and make decisions around hosting a workshop, hosting a retreat. And actually, so I've done my first workshop. And now because I read this book, I'm actually hosting a second workshop in Austin on August 26th for Ambitious Women Leaders. And I'm super excited about it. And this book is absolutely informing all the decisions I'm making around this workshop. Yeah, I love it. I love it. that, And it's so impressive to see that you are still educating yourself by bringing the ideas of other people into your sphere and your world for the benefit of others, right? Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Good. But that is what we're reading right now, folks. Uh, so Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep, uh, The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you're reading. If you have any suggestions, let us know. Or if you'd like suggestions from us, Seema and I try to be fairly avid and active readers. So happy to, to share what we're reading as well. I think you get greater accountability when you align yourself with people. I think, well, who was it that said you your lived experience is a result of the five people that you spend the most time with? Yeah, I think a lot of people have, have said people, yeah, that in said one that. way or another now. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, totally align yourself with books that help you get there and the people who are reading them. And if you want to come to my workshop and you are an ambitious woman leader, it's in August on the 26th and DM me or email me uh, if you're interested and you live in Austin, in the Austin area, you want to go, let me know. Fantastic. Amazing. All right, folks, that does it for What Are We Reading? Until next time, we'll check you later. Stay well.